Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Frankenzinger. And you've got me, Scaric Bird. Oh, nice. And you got me, Phil Rude. I like it. Ah. <laughs> I like it. So, um, I think we threatened this last year when we did a discussion on like our favorite installments of the Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> And uh, now we're forced, I, I guess, I mean, forcing you, but I mean, you, you obviously have tuned into this podcast, so hopefully you're enjoying it. Um, we are going to actually go through yearly and do these Treehouse of Horrors for as long as Zingness or The Simpsons is around. So I think... I really think The Simpsons is going to outlast the show and us in, in terms of just living in general. I agree with you on that. So we are, of course, starting at technically the first installment, but season two... Um, episode number 7f04 of the simpsons which is the first treehouse of horror so um but before we get into of course it's each of the treehouse of horrors is broken up into three episodes or three segments for the most part i, I guess in the early, i think later on they do some different stuff but for now it's broke up into three and um i didn't watch this one in forever what about, what about you guys this one you've seen recently or was it same thing i these, those first couple seasons especially are are ones that as much as i've seen them it's they they're not my top like i really want to watch the simpsons where do i want to watch from and especially the treehouse of horrors like, i i i love them but i really want to be in the right mood and i had not watched this one in particular for years probably mm-hmm. until the other night when i watched it for the episode all right yes uh same i i watched uh I watched The Raven. I think I picked The Raven as one of mine mm. last year. Uh, so I do, I kind of like periodically will watch The Raven segment, but I hadn't <laughs> sat down and watched this entire episode or actually the the uh, the Kang and Kodos mm-hmm. one. I hadn't seen that one and I couldn't even remember. There was so much that I forgot about that segment. Uh, so it, I, I really, yeah, this isn't my golden years of the simpsons this is still great they were finding their feet though it's not it's not as good as the series would get so i rarely go back to these early seasons as well so for for one a very interesting thing so these of course started in the second season of the simpsons which um for you at home you might not know technically if you're listening to this in 2020 these this this episode we talk about we're talking about came out 30 years ago so that's crazy i know uh october 25th uh, 1990 uh was when this first aired so i mean it it is crazy because simpsons of course still around it's still something relevant enough that we're going to be talking about it and everything i was just shy of getting my learner's permit when this episode came out i I could not even legally drive are are, are we going to do this i was in first grade and i actually remember i had a stomachache the next day and i was sick from school but i remember distinctly watching this the night it aired and for whatever reason, I associate that with being sick. The uh, next day. I can go to first I throw up every out. time I see this episode. Let's see here. I would have been four years old, and uh, this would have been a month after my uh, younger brother was born. 
So I have no memory of it, really, aside <laughs> from just like just being around. But I didn't watch The Simpsons until I was a little bit older. So, and and once again, Eric, thank you for your eidetic memory of any of situation. Course. But yeah. uh, also, I should add, I remember eating some because this was like a week before Halloween. But you know, you, a lot of times you have candy around the house. Oh, anyway. in the house. So yeah, I think I probably ate too much candy while I was eating The Simpsons. That probably contributed to that stomachache. So mm. that's my guess. Yes, and this was right, like, <laughs> like right before Halloween. Uh, the next, actually, next year, I know we'll probably talk about it next year, but um, next year's is was on actually aired on Halloween, so that's interesting. But I, I remember there was one of them in the early years that actually aired on Halloween. I can't remember which one. Uh, there's a few of them it's, it's splashed in here, but but for the first one, we we got of course, uh, Bad Dream House, Hunger of the Damned, and The Raven. And um, does anyone know what these are mockeries of for each of them? Uh, I mean, yeah. You've got the Twilight Zone for Hunger of the Damned. And uh, uh, Bad Dream House is kind of an amalgamation of of a few things. But it's it's a lot of poltergeist uh, poltergeist stuff in it. And uh, is it... uh, uh, Shoot, what's the... um, the Exorcist was a little bit in there. A- Amityville is the Amityville I horror uh, part of that one too. Uh, kinda, I guess. I it's like when they're they're all getting the knives out and, oh, and uh, yeah. yeah, starting to stalk each other. And there's a little, there's just a hint of like what would come in the future of like the Shining, the Shining, yeah, uh, yeah with, exactly. with Homer kind of merge, you know, and he's stalking around with the axe. That was a good homer right there. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I've been working on it since I uh, didn't have my learner's permit. <laughs> uh, interesting thing, and this this is something, I I mean, I'm sure I've said this before, and I'm sure I'll say it again. Uh, John Swartzwell is one of my favorite writers on The Simpsons, and just his humor from me, because he never does the audio commentaries, and when I used to go back and watch the audio commentaries, they talk about like him right in the writer's room and just his writing style. And I've read some of his books too. And he has such a weird humor that just makes no sense. And it's just always funny. Cause like a, l- a lot of the times he would like have like grandpa jokes in there and stuff and everything. And just stuff that just makes no sense whatsoever. Like the whole Marge making a sandwich, I'm sure is something and like he, <laughs> he wrote this, but it's just the Marge, the, 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 the cut to Marge making a sandwich the whole time. Is something that that's a very Schwarzwelder joke. So he wrote this particular one, and like I said, it it was one of those things where once I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, a lot of these jokes now, I, I get where they're coming from. Um, this one, as it says on the thing I'm going off of, it says various haunted ha- haunted haunted house movies. Gosh, I can't even talk; it's so haunted. Um, no. This one overall, for like a starter, I mean, it, it has it has a few funny moments in it, but. I'm gonna say this, and, and this is this is one of those things. I, I don't want to say this about The Simpsons. I, I I like the later ones. the The golden moment for this is the Raven, but everything else yeah. laying up them is kind of like. Eh. It, it's interesting you 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 bring this up because I was gonna ask you all because they always talk about they, they made a joke in one of the later. I don't even know if it was a Halloween one, but it was one of the ones saying like, "Oh, the middle story is always the weakest one." But I was sitting there, I wanted to ask you all about the order because I was sitting there going, you know what? They should have let off with the um, the, the Kane and Kodos one, then gone to this one. Because I agree, I think it's the weakest one, even though it's still great. Mm-hmm. And then finished with the Raven. 
Uh, what, what, what do you think, Phil? Uh, no, I like the order they're in because I think the Kang and Kodos one was the weakest one. Like, there's some good jokes peppered yeah. through it. But I think um, Bad Dream House is actually, like, it's not, like, laugh-out-loud funny, but I think it's it's really clever. Uh, it's a much more subtle humor, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're It's Schwarzwater humor. Yeah, it's, it's absurdist and also just sort of... Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of visual things in there. Like Bart's unpacking a book and he unpacks the same book like three or four times. And it's so subtle. Like the first couple times it flies through the air, you kind of don't know that you saw it. Um, there's the Indian burial ground that has like uh, Gandhi's headstone is down there. It's like it's there, an Indian burial ground. They have an actual Indian person uh, there, uh, down there. It's just all these weird subtleties to it. I I think it's a very clever episode in, and I also think it's interesting just being a a fan of the Simpsons through, you know, all time. Uh, it sort of foreshadows like a later episode, the one where Marge gets her real estate license and she sells oh, the murder right. house to Ned Flanders and uh, and has a guilty conscience about it. There's, there's something about the big, spooky, haunted house that I feel like this kind of came back around later. Go, go ahead. I, actually, the house from that episode, I think, looks a lot like this house, if I remember yeah, correctly. It's, yeah. it's a big, like, monsters-looking house, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I, I loved I loved the, when the house was was talking. And he was like, oh, "What was the line?" It was like his last line is like, "It'll have a bunch of stuff." And the way he says stuff, it, like he goes from this house sounding very demonic to just sort of like he's losing ways to describe what he's going to do to him. And uh, that way, that that specifically the way he's like stuff and stuff, and it just always <laughs> cracked me up. And I forgot about that line. And then as soon as the house spoke that, I started cracking up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about that." Was that Sharer? Do we know? Was that Sharer or Castellaneta who did the house's uh, voice? If you give me a second. I'll double check. I'm I trying like to get a Shearer freeze frame. I can't remember on the ba- basement. Okay. Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's Mahatma like Gandhi, Sitting Bull, sitting bull every famous Native American, Crazy Horse, not so crazy. Horse. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tonto, Pocahontas. Yeah, it's Tonto. yeah. Tonto. <laughs> Yeah, it's fictional characters. It was it was one of those things I'm like, you mentioned Gandhi, and I'm like, I don't remember seeing that one, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go get a freeze frame of that because I'm sure I I, I saw the the not so crazy horse and crazy horse one, so I was like, okay, I gotta go back real quick because I know well, there's that's some... the thing. I've seen this episode probably a dozen times and and last night was the first time I've noticed Gandhi's headstone at the at the burial ground. Well it's it it's the, it's way off to the side. Yeah. yeah, it was the last thing I noticed right before the shot changed. I was trying to read all the names, and I just remember catching Gandhi at the very end. It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, o- overall, I mean, it's it's funny. It's 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 got the Schwarzwald humor of like the you you got to kind of look around at stuff, or it's just these very subtle jokes that are more like you got to think for a minute on. So it's it's not that like bang your over the head humor. Also, once again, it's been a long time since I've watched early episodes of the simpsons so i forgot homer was kind of like not as stupid as he is later so it was weird for me to have a vaguely not smart homer but not as dumb homer right right so and i I know he's he's not the most brilliant person even then but still it's just it was just weird because i'm like wait a second he's vaguely smarter than he should be in some of this stuff 
he was more bumbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah is that's a, that's a good way to put it. This is, this when is... he calls the real estate agent. <laughs> 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 I like five or six times. <laughs> well, that's not the way I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, I got nothing on the bad, the bad jury. I, I, okay, sorry. There is one thing we didn't talk about. The way that all these are told is something that's um, yeah. interesting, too. Uh, first thing is... These are being introduced by Marge, which I think goes on for a while, where Marge introduces... They've been for a few, a few seasons, yeah. Yeah, which I always found funny, because it's Marge kind of apologizing for, like, this this you know this is going to be a disgusting episode, you know, it's a terrible episode, you know, we're, it's, you know, horror and all that stuff, and it's and it's always funny, because I think they start, make, start making a joke later, but this whole premise is um, Bart, Lisa, Maggie are telling, like, horror stories in the treehouse and Homer's eavesdropping on him and everything. Cause he, well, he was going up to scare him, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He I was, was home from trick or treating. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> and he went to check on the kids and ends up getting terrified, which I always found to be interesting. I was always like, why weren't Bart and Lisa out trick or treating? Like, why was he, why were they in on Halloween night? Cause it was implied that it was Halloween night. I was like, why were, why were they in the, in the treehouse just telling stories? But I was like, Oh, who knows? Maybe they went early. So, but it was something I always thought about when when uh, I watched this episode. I'm always like, why weren't they out trick or treat? So fun fact, real quick. I can't find who voiced the house, but the mover was voiced by James Earl Jones, which will come up again later in the episode. I bet. So just wanted to point wow. that the, the the one mover guy that said like, oh, Comer tips him a dollar. And he's like, good thing this house is cursed. Yes. <laughs> so um. So moving on to the to the next one, which is um, Hunger of the Damned, which, a, as Phil said, this is based off of a um, Twilight Zone episode. You said, I think I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, a, it maybe, is. maybe it's an Outer Limits or something, but I it's, I thought it was a Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah, I, I I do have the answer. I just wanted to go to you since you had said it, and I have a form in front of me that tells me this stuff, so I'm not. I'm not trying to act intelligent when I'm not, but it's apparently from the episode To Serve Man. Get it? Get it? That's uh-huh. it, yeah. Um, and this is, of course, the introduction of Kang and Kodos, if I'm correct. This should be it the is. introduction. I think yeah, it is, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm saying that, and I'm sure somebody's going to be like, well, actually, they're in an earlier episode. You look in the background. <laughs> you see, you know, what was interesting about this is, now, obviously, every Halloween episode since, we've always gotten an appearance by Kang and Kodos, and we and they've even been in other non-Halloween episodes at this point, and we know those two. But this episode, I always I forgot didn't just have them. It had two other ones. It had the one with like the really deep voice who talked like this, and right. I was like, what? he was like, Mister Rice, like if you wanted to pronounce it, I'd have to pull out your tongue. <laughs> uh, and then there was the the chef whose name was Sarah, the, the preparer, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's like he's the only one who's actually named in the episode. Not even I don't even think Kang and Kodos were named in this. Yeah, movie. I don't think. But like so those either. two never those two never come back. But uh, we we see Kang and Kodos at least once a year. Well, I'll tell you why the preparer probably doesn't come back because that is your other character voiced by james earl jones really yes wow he uh they really did, got their money's worth out of him huh? he did a voice apparently in every segment of this so that was the, his for this one um i yeah i'm trying to remember if they do say the king king kodos like I, actually I, name them i'm pretty sure they don't maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm misremembering or maybe they do but i just remember the one i don't think he they do either, either. Yeah. yeah but then later on we get we get their their names um 
So, so the whole premise of this is the whole entire Simpsons family gets abducted. Um, I feel like every time they've used the spaceship to abduct people, it's always different stuff. Because I thought one time, like, it's a lasso that comes down and just grabs them. And this time they were just being beamed up. They had to use a different, an, an extra <laughs> the, beam for Homer. The second beam for Homer is yeah. just, <laughs> God, that's so funny. I, I think that, um, I think during the, years later, during the one with, Bill Clinton and Bob Dole, I think that was the lasso one. Yeah, because I remember one of them, it's just a lasso that comes down and just grabs him. And I feel like there's a there, there's another one where it's like a claw or something. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. Or maybe, I'm, yeah. I, I'm also thinking of the one episode of Futurama where it's the that old screensaver. Yeah, everyone remembers screensavers. That's a real 90s reference right there. Uh, screensaver where it was the pipe like going around. and. Oh, you know, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that, that was Futurama. So, I don't know. As we go through these, I'm sure we'll, of course, be able to point out and stuff. But the whole gimmick of this one is they're being fattened up to be the main course for, of course, Kang Kodos and the other two aliens. Ah, but there's some space dust on there. Uh, yes, that, and I also <laughs> wanted to point out, I thought it was very funny, the joke of, um, oh, our language is just the exact same as yours. <laughs> by by an right unfathomable <laughs> consequence but uh the, so so lisa of course is curious wonders why they're not eating and then finds the book that the chef's using to cook to cook humans and of course as eric was joking there was dust on the cover which i love how the little that space dust a little door <laughs> keeps appearing on his helmet just so yes. it can open so he can blow off more of the dust and blow the dust off I was always, and I still am, disgusted when he blows and the, the spit that's always, the, the drool that's always coming out of their mouths is like blowing with it. I'm just like, Ugh. Ugh. Every time. I was a kid, and even when I watched it a couple days ago, I was like, ugh. So gross. It's like watching a toddler blow out the birthday candles and they spit right. all over the cake. Yeah. See, I that, do not want a cake. See, that's why you get a cupcake for them that you put the candle on, and then you eat the cake yourself. And I guess share it if you want Life to. Packs. <laughs> um, But no, of course, it's revealed that it's how to cook uh, four humans, but then another bit of space dust gets blown off, and it's how to cook forty humans. Forty humans. Four, four. Yeah. <laughs> then it's four forty humans, and then they get insulted that, of course, um, they would think that they were trying to cook them and eat them, and they take them back to Earth. Uh, I I do enjoy a few of the other jokes, like the 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 technology joke of oh we you know this this, this game is like your primitive tennis but we have used pong yeah and it's just pong <laughs> and everything so I, I like they that. have they have all the channels in the universe and they're like you have eight <laughs> but HBO. oh that costs extra <laughs> which is and I and I love how that is a thirty year old joke joke and somehow it's still a relevant it's joke still today relevant yep <laughs> and everything did did HBO really have anything back then though. I mean, this was like pre. This is pre Golden Age of TV or Renaissance of TV, and it was just movies. Like it was a way to watch movies. They were movies, and they were like the the stand up comedy special. Oh, that's right. I always forgot it, about that. It was the beginning of like stand up comedy, uh, brick, where you could. Brick wall. They were doing like comic relief and and those big stand up, like that. Was, I, but it was before like every comedian wants to get on Netflix now. But back then, it was like you get an HBO special. Which I think most of the specials from HBO are now on Netflix, so comes yeah. full circle. Um, I, I, like I said, th th this one's funny. It's, 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 it's got the whole visual gag humor, the back and forth with the all the different. How are they going to keep 
you know, adding to this to where it's going to eventually end with, you know, the how to cook for 40 humans. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that with that bit. But, I mean, overall, like I said, it's it's a funny episode. It's not like top of my, I mean, as we said before, we kind of did this backwards where top of our, you know, favorite Halloween episodes we've already talked about. But, I mean, th- this one isn't top of my list, definitely. It's funny, but... But also, yeah. way to in a show that really doesn't have that much continuity, it's it's easy to to date this one early because Lisa's food that she's excited about is fried shrimp, and now she's a vegetarian. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I caught that one too. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. So sad on me. I huh. And uh, Homer's uh, lighter fluid for the barbecue is in <laughs> a uh, it's in the metal container that has a very distinct sound to yes. it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that mushroom cloud launching over the city that that is a god that's an old tropey joke but god damn it i laughed at that yeah so hard when the the timing of it like he doesn't even strike the match and they just they they smash cut to the city but then then it it cuts back to them and there's like no burn marks and bars just like oh man (laughs) it's really it's really well done it's very funny was it the one where Lisa became a vegetarian where they called back to that and he still did the same thing where he was like squeezing it out, but when he dropped the match and it just it just turned into a nice late fire for the grill or something like that was that episode. <laughs> I I was gonna say, I think there's a callback to that at some point because I there is. I swear there there's a time where he's sitting there and, and he like grabs another can or he like some, yeah, <laughs> something where like one can's empty and he goes to another can and it does that. I'm I'm actually having the episode on in the background real quick right now, and it's got them of course standing out in the yard, like all everyone's looking up and Homer's just still eating his burger while everyone's getting abducted. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like I, I said, it's got a funny moment, and I, and I am kind of, like I said, as we're discussing this, enjoying that The Simpsons did have some continuity and some callbacks to its own stuff, which I'm like, yeah. was that, in t- I, which which just makes me ask, was that intentional, or is that something that just happened by coincidence, that someone just was like, oh, well, let's have them, you know, squeeze an entire can and then and then get another one, and then some, no one's sitting there like, we already did that joke. I, I got to think the Simpsons writer's room has got to be like, we've already done that joke before. Well, yeah, I mean, now they have they have writers who grew up on the Simpsons who are writing on the Simpsons. So it's like there has to be some stuff that's kind of wink and nod callback uh, a few years. The last time I was watching the Simpsons regularly, like they were intentionally calling back to their own stuff like. I remember like Lisa was feeling sad and Marge goes, I got something that'll make you feel better. And she writes down, you are Lisa Simpson. And she goes, I already have one of those. And she points to a picture (laughs) of Mr. Bergstrom uh, on her nightstand, which is like an episode or a season two or three episode. Like it's, you know, one of the first ones. Uh, and, And they were just constantly it was it was a lot of fan service where they were calling back to frankly better episodes right (laughs) uh yeah it's it's really i don't know how much of it is intent like that obviously was but i don't know how much some of these other things that are just you know recycled either because they're in somebody's mind because they grew up with it or it just kind of is like let's just use this one again and they they throw it back in there 
I mean, I I know I'd probably pitch a joke that someone would be like, yeah, that that was this in this episode. Me be like, oh, yeah, that's why it's so funny. I think it's original. But, um, I mean, if you guys want to move on to the Raven now, which I like, I said, in my opinion, that that this that is the best moment of the episode is is the Raven. Oh sure, in, in my opinion, absolutely. Yeah. But um, so once again, this uh section is uh of course played off of the Raven by. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, writer, but uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, <laughs> a little obscure guy. Kind of obscure. Might might have heard of him. And uh, it is being narrated by, as we've established earlier, James Earl Jones is back again. Sure. Um, and it's funny because I didn't like I didn't catch him earlier in the episode. And when his voice came on, I just kind of went, wait, is that James Earl Jones? Like, I didn't, it didn't even register when it was the earlier two characters. But when this one popped up, I was like sitting there thinking and i'm like no it is it so right. when so when i looked it up i was like okay yes it is um and this is like i i mean i don't i don't know about you guys i haven't read the raven recently so i don't know if this is like a word for word adaptation with homer's kind of blundering put in there and i think it is because I'm, I'm like i feel like it is and that's what makes no, it, it so funny other than like Bart saying "eat my shorts" or uh, or like, right. I think Homer even yells out "why are you little" at one point uh, when he's like trying to grab. But other than that, I'm pretty sure it's the entirety of the of the poem. And I just feel like the way it's done with Homer and just I don't I I felt the humor from this was just it it just being put against Homer running around and it, it being James Earl Jones reading it and of course is very deep and very kind of naturally. I don't want to say creepy voice, but naturally kind of can be very spooky voice if it's put over reading certain stuff, especially an Edgar Allan poet. Um, I keep wanting to say poem. and it, it, Yeah, it is a poem. Yeah, it's a poem. yeah, it's yeah a I was poem. about to say, wait a second, it is a poem. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I really enjoyed this. I know that this has been called back to before with like Bart being the, being the raven and everything. Well, it's a great... Um... I think it's a great way that they were able to put the entire Simpson family in here. Like Maggie and Lisa are the, the angels and Marge, Marge is Lenore. Lenore and, and just a really cool, uh, I don't know if this was the first time they sort of took the Simpsons and put them in a different setting, like a historical setting. Uh, but it was, I, I just think every time I see it, I'm like, this is just, genius this is just like i don't i don't know whose idea this was or who who wrote this segment but it really there's something about the juxtaposition of the absurdity of the simpsons put against this very gothic dark poem read by a shakespearean actor you know like it all just shouldn't work and it does and i just i think this is one of the one of the best, it's definitely the best part of this episode, but I really think this is one of the most unique and kind of classic moments in, in the entire run of the Simpsons. I, I just, there's something so standout about this and maybe it's cause it's the first time they did this, but it just, yeah, I absolutely love the Raven. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there and yeah, kind of not just the setting, but like they, it's one of the few times, especially early on, I feel like they, they play with it more, but like it went to, it was a different art style almost. Like they, they kind of didn't use yeah. the typical palette of, of, a, of the Simpsons. 
and it was very striking. Um, and I think I complained about this last year, how a lot of the more modern uh, Treehouse of Horrors tend to, instead of being like like this one, the first two, while they, they pull elements from different haunted house and alien stories, they, they kind of make them their own thing. Nowadays, I feel like they say, oh, let's take this horror movie that came out last year and just put The Simpsons in it. Like, this is almost like, right. this wasn't, they didn't, I mean, it was written by Edgar Allan Poe. I think he might have actually gotten a writing credit, if I'm not mistaken, in the end of the episode because of it. Um, this was just straight up reading through the poem and having Homer acted out. But that, I think, was not only brilliant, but I think it was pretty ballsy for being that early on. It wasn't like they were well-established and like, oh, let's just do The Raven instead of doing like a, a four-classic horror thing. But to have this be the very first of a very long-running tradition on The Simpsons where they do something that kind of out of the box, like this is one example where I think sticking exactly to the source material and putting the Simpsons characters in it works. I think that's that kind of speaks to the fact that uh, Fox was such a a brand new network at the time. Because yeah. uh, I really remember that I watched a lot of Fox shows at the time because they were all different. Fox was taking mm-hmm. stuff that didn't have a prayer of getting on regular TV or, or regular the established networks. And saying, like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. I mean, Tracy Ullman, Married with Children, uh, Ben Stiller Herman's had a, head. A, a Herman's Head. It didn't all. It wasn't all great, but it was all different. They were t- yeah. they were willing to take chances with things at the time. I don't I don't think this is Fox anymore. At the time, Fox was really willing to roll the dice uh, to have some some out of the box content like yeah. in Living Color and and. Uh, Oh, geez. What was, uh, yeah, the Ben Stiller show. I'm trying to think what else was on at the time. It was a really weird network uh, that that I I really appreciated how they took chances on things. Yeah. There was a, they actually did a special, this is kind of getting off topic, but they, they did a special, I think, five years ago, because it was like the 25th, end, or five or six years ago, it was like the 25th anniversary, and they kind of did like an overview of, of Fox and its program. And of course, they talk about The Simpsons and The X-Files and all the big shows and everything. But then they started talking about how those early days, they they talked about that. They're like, Fox was willing to take a chance on these kind of more kind of out of left field shows that didn't typically uh, appeal to the executives of the other three big networks and how that kind of helped establish them as a fourth network. Cause I mean, really there are so many shows that like I can like from the early nineties, like where I can think like, I remember that show was on, I can A, tell you it was not a Fox show, but B, could not tell you which of the other three it was on, because there's shows I feel like could all be kind of interchangeable. Exactly, yeah. Uh, some of the lesser-known ones, like, I mean, obviously you know what Seinfeld was on, and Friends, they were on NBC, etc. But, um, yeah, Fox really did take a chance in the early days. I mean, nowadays I feel like it's kind of gotten to the point, too, especially because it's all owned by Disney, which ABC is also, but I feel like a lot of the time Fox now, I'm like, is that, what channel is that drama on anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's something I liked, and it was canceled immediately, so it must have been Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Or, oh, that was really bad. No wonder it lasted six seasons. It was awesome. Reality TV about, hey, let's all cheat on our sponsors. (laughs) It's a Fox show. (laughs) I think about that one show, Till Death, the one that had Brad Garrett in it, and it was, like, terrible. It was, like, like the year after Everybody Loves Raymond finished. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know it. That sounds familiar. It was on for six years. I'm not kidding. The reason I know this is because <laughs> the station, the TV station that I work at, it, one of our affiliates is a Fox. And of all the networks that we have, 
Fox is the one that sends us swag constantly. And I remember they sent us Till Death. It was like all toilet themed things. It was a Till Death, like toilet seat cover, Till what Death toilet hell? paper, <laughs> Till Death branded like uh, toilet scrubber. It was it was weird. But like every year they would always send us stuff like that for Till Death, and everyone would always comment, "That show's still on." <laughs> Um, I, I actually a really funny thing from that swag. Uh, I don't know if you remember Mulaney, the the comedian, yeah. but also the show that he was on. The last um, two episodes. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. One of the things I I got from the from that swag was like a charger, but it has like all the different ends for like the micro yep. USB, uh, iPhone. Uh, you know the, the the two different Apple chargers that they used to use and everything. And it was a Mulaney one. I'm like, yeah. I don't get what this has to do with the show, but it's really handy to have this multi-ended charger. So, that, cool. That the <laughs> they would just send us, like, random swag that would just have the logo of a show put on it. Sometimes it was, sometimes it was definitely relevant. Like, they sent us a... Like, there's a little miniature donut maker you can get sometimes where, like, you put the oil in and you put the batter in and it, like, squirts it out. But they sent us, like, a Simpsons branded one, which, like, that makes sense for the Simpsons. But then it would be like, here's a 24 koozie. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for 50 koozies with 24 logo on it. I think anything from like said... Arrested Development, like a cornballer or anything like that? Ended right before our, the station. A, I started the station, and B, when the station got a Fox affiliate. So, But I'm, I'm sure they sent something like that to Fox affiliates, for sure. That'd be amazing. And with, with exposed metal, that burns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was about to say, for 24, they, they should have just sent clocks. It, right they, they should have sent clocks sorry i'm repeating the joke to see if it lands better the second time anyways uh yes but you are correct eric uh edgar Allan poe is credited as a writer on that episode i did i, I thought he was I, I remember hearing that one time it, i i oh, got it free for I'm, I'm glad to see him getting some writing credits it's, <laughs> it's really really good to see that uh he got a writing credit and this one's weird because I feel like I never see his name mentioned as a writer, which surprises me. But also, I'm not. Like I said I'm a bigger fan of the later season, late like about season three onward of The Simpsons. I like the first two, but I'm bigger into the other ones. Um, Sam Simon. It oh yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, did did writing for that for this part of it and everything, and it says that he does he did some writing for some other part. I don't know. It's just weird because I know he was one of the like co creators. Or showrunners or something. Yeah. He, he had, he had yeah. something to do with it, along yeah, with... Yeah, um, yeah, he was, or whatever. Helped develop it, I, yeah, I'm pretty with, sure. Because um, he was Sam like a, he was a big guy in TV for years, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he like creates Taxi like, and stuff. Yeah, and Taxi and Rhoda and... Um, yeah. Uh, a bunch, yeah, a bunch of shows from back. And then uh, what was Cheers. the one where Julie Kavner was on it? Julie Kavner was on one of the shows, and I think that's kind of how the connection came yeah. for being Marge. Uh, no, but it's it's just weird because I know he's part of this, but I never see his name really on much stuff aside from like a showrunner or you know executive producer or something. Um, so it's just weird that I actually saw his name as a writer. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. apparently he does some stuff on one of the other uh, Treehouse of Horrors and everything. But um, but no, I mean it's the, the, the this Raven one. It's it's really good. Like, like I said, I like the Bart as the um, as the Raven. I want to say there's a pop figure of it. There is. Okay, I, I, I was saying it. it. I'm pretty, I was like, I'm pretty hey. sure I can see it. Like you said it, and I was like, I can see it in my head. But I mean, you could say any character, and I'm like, I could probably imagine what they would look like as a pop figure. But I think I'm pretty sure you're right on on that. I'm gonna look it up while you guys reminisce about something. So, 
I don't have a lot of uh, Funko Pops, but I I would put yes. that one on myself. Uh, yeah, that's that's super cool. Yes, there is a. Um, uh, I did not pull up the correct one. Uh, it's there... nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. There's six of them made, <laughs> and they're all numbered, and they're very. They're, oh, there's one that's a that's a misprint, and it's worth six billion dollars. Right. <laughs> well, according to this, there is a. Um, it is from the Treehouse of Horror series. And I don't know why this thing keeps zooming in every time I click on it. Um, it's, of course, Raven Bart, and he's standing on a stack of books. And it's a box lunch exclusive. So, what's box lunch? I don't know. I'm, like, on their website, and I still don't know what this means. I'm sure it's some, like, website or something that sells pop figures that I am, me or Ellie have not stumbled across yet but is that like is that like a subscription box kind of thing because that's what a lot of exclusive stuff uh ends up being no it just has a ton of different pop figures that i've never seen before so i guess this is the place to go for pop figures oh they got inspector gadget um sorry as i was scrolling i saw inspector gadget i thought that was weird but no yeah yeah they got the pop figure of um of bart as the raven and he's standing on a stack of books that are The Raven, Poems by Poe, and E.A. Poe are the books he is standing on. So so you can get it yourself for twelve ninety at Box Lunch. Not a sponsor, thank God. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I say that, and I'm going to get a note from them saying, like, we'd love to sponsor we your podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll make you guys into pop figures. I'll be like, my dream has come true. <laughs> And and it's it's exactly like the Raven figure, except it's Zinger on a stack of Meg books. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh man. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. Oh man. Oh, what, what see, I time. see what it would be. It would be, it would be you and Ellie and me, since we're the main host. But then there would be like special variants of, of the different guests. Like we'd, there'd be a Phil one, but you could only get it at like Comic Con. And, um, <laughs> and and it and it's me with my arms crossed, looking angry about something. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to see uh, uh, real quick just from what we said a couple minutes ago about how these kind of just became direct parodies uh, you know further down the line the Treehouse of Horror mm-hmm. one of the last ones that I I saw was a parody of uh, Avatar of the James Cameron Avatar right movie. and I I think that was about the point where I threw in the towel on on watching the Simpsons when even the Treehouse of horror movies, uh, specials, I was just kind of like, um, yeah, avatar is not even a horror movie. Like what? It was just a really strange, it just became kind of a a thing where they said, Oh, these are non-canon episodes and we can do whatever we want with the characters. And it, you just got the sense they were just plugging them into whatever they wanted to parody that year whether it had anything to do with horror or Halloween or not. Well, yeah, I, I, re- I remember when, um, yeah, there, there kind of came a point where it was like, let's just put the Simpsons in, yeah, right? Like you just said, like in any situation we want, it doesn't necessarily have to be horror. And yes, that is the exact episode where I kind of was like, mm, yeah, it's really weird. Maybe. <laughs> it was, it was very weird. And it was, and it wasn't even like, let's do a variation of Avatar where it's like scary or let's pull elements of that and some other whatever. Like, 
You know, they could have easily mixed the Matrix with Avatar, you know, going, yeah. going into a body or whatever. They could have easily done some melding of those kind of things. But no, it was like, let's just take the plot of, of Avatar, put Simpsons characters in and condense it down to seven minutes. Well, yeah. I got some good news for you, um, other hosts, and the dear listener out there. When we get 22 more of these done, we will be at the point where we will be covering the episode. <laughs> um, God, I will be... I will be 58. Jesus Christ. I'll be dead. <laughs> I'll be 67. Yeah. Um, not saying I don't want Zygnus to go on forever, but I think that is a interesting stretch goal to see how far we get into the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. I, but, but we also got to... I, forward to um dexter really parody as well yeah the, well i i meant for for that particular episode oh, yes for that one, there's no. a lot of good ones we we might actually put a stop to this at some point when it's just like okay <laughs> this is too much and, and and too much is in like these are just getting ridiculous now um i will have to say and this is this is coming back kind of back to topic but but not uh i saw the what the Treehouse of Horrors were going to be this year, and there's going to be an Into the Into the Spider Verse parody where it's Homer and all these Homers from different dimensions. <laughs> and there's like an eight bit Homer, a Homer Noir, there's a female Homer, and um, there was like two or three other ones. And I was like, "All right, I'm I'm kind of down for this." Okay, <laughs> you probably my, gonna you probably get really bad, right? But I was like, "You got my." There was that one. There's one that's computer animated. And it's supposed to be a spoof of like a Pixar movie. Toy not Story. Like, not like you ever see. They're already repeating because they remember that there was, yeah. of course, the one Homer, Homer Cube. Uh, it's like, let's just go back to that. But I, I can't remember what the third one's going to be this I year. Actually, but that one is directly parodying. I actually have it pulled up. Apparently, oh, right. it has leaked, and I do have it pulled up in front of me. Uh, it is Toy Glory, which is Toy Story, Into the Homerverse, which is of course, the end of the Spider-Verse, and then Be Kind Rewind, which is a parody of Be Kind Rewind. There's a come after <laughs> kind, though, on the Simpsons one, so I don't know if that has some relevance, but... I did read what they had to do for that episode, and it does sound like they're going to put a horror twist on that, so... So I guess we got that to look forward to this year, and you got that to look forward to in... 31 years <laughs> if we do these at this rate. So, what's that, dearie? I can't hear you. <laughs> I remember back when when we had a podcast. I have to stay up late to 6.30 so I can record Zeng this tonight. <laughs> go I'm going to miss Wheel of, of Fortune. <laughs> it's Pat, Pat Sajak and Vanna White's heads controlling everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're already in Futurama technology in, in 31 years. Uh, we made it. Um, no, I mean, overall, I mean, I like I said, I have no clue how far we're going to get into these. I'm sure it's just going to be an ongoing joke of, um, you know, the joke of how far are we going to get into these. But, I mean, I'm excited for these, to keep doing these and everything. I think they're fun. Uh, they're, they're great to look into and everything. And it gives us an excuse to talk about The Simpsons yearly, I guess. Of course. Um, sure. as, as I said... Uh, not the best start, in my opinion, personally, because I know what's to come. That's the yeah. thing. It's I have the power yeah. of 30-some years of Simpsons available to me, so I know what's coming. So that's why I'm like, this was okay, but they did a lot better as time went on. So, so and, and it's funny. I will say at the time this came out, it was like, oh, what a cool episode. It, mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. 
you know, this was already a very different show and it was like, oh, cool, a little anthology thing. And then when, you know, we got to The Raven and it's like, oh, my God, James Earl Jones. Like, even when I was 15, I knew James Earl Jones was a serious, classically trained actor. And I was like, how the hell did they get him to do a Simpsons? You know, like, this is really cool. So um, I I was about to say I don't know why well, history we and I guess each time we'll talk about what they're doing in the Simpsons this year because we already got that out of our system. So thanks Eric for setting you that up. Um, <laughs> I, I was about to say what what do we have to look forward to next year, but I think we should leave that as a surprise. Ooh, so I, I, even yeah, though I we can just I was like, no no we'll we'll get just go it. on Disney Plus and yes. check it out. Not sponsored. Um, please sponsor us. Uh. Let, no, actually, you don't even need to sponsor us. Just let us watch Mulan. We'll say positive things about it. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> we we can't get you a sponsorship, but we can get you a sponsorship with Lunchbox. Sweet. Um, I, I like I said, I was shocked by that. Now I feel like looking on them because they have a ton of uh, pop figures that I'm like, ooh, these might be interesting because as somebody who vaguely does collect them, I'm, I'm, I say that and I'm looking at my desk and there's a Morty, a Ash, a Kratos, a Kratos, a... Gerald and several porgs. I might have a problem, you guys. Uh, anyways, Phil, where can people find more from you? Uh, you can find more from me at philrude.com. You can get links to everything I'm doing there. And on your podcatchers, I have a show called The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. My son and I review movies, and we are currently in the middle of our Halloween episodes that are starting to roll out next week. Anything spooky? Uh, we're kicking it off with Get Out, and uh, nice. yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, we've recorded Get Out and The Witch and Vavitch. the Vavitch, yes. yes. And uh, we got two more to be determined after that. So uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's uh, it's a we have a lot of fun doing the show, and we really like getting into the Halloween movies. It's it's. Watching movies is kind of my favorite time, favorite part of this year, this time of year, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's it, we're really having a good time with it. Check it out. Awesome. Well, I and I I do enjoy your show a lot and everything. I I oh thank you. I I am actually going back and I will be audio booking uh, Fight Club probably within the next week. So uh, because one you you had you. What was it? It was your first episode. Was Fight Club? That was yes. And you have driven me to want to uh, re audiobook the book again because I was like, I know the book and the movie are different, and I've it's been so long. I want to retouch up on that. So I do uh, want to revisit that book as well. Yes. Uh, it, is it, uh, we're doing a surprising number of uh, of movies that are adaptations of books. Oh man, keep... I I got some good ones for you then. We keep wanting to book club them, and we just don't have the time to read everything and and come back to it. But we're we're trying, so we're yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I would love to have more time to to read and and do a uh, book versus movie comparison. But I know one we have coming up uh, this month. Well, one. I mean, if if you or the dear listener at home wants to be able to, you can of course use our Audible link, which is an actual link and you can get uh started with your audible subscription where you can get some great books including fight club like we talked about or meg a novel of deep terror (laughs) and i (laughs) and i do know that there are a lot of the other (laughs) 
books Hard in pass. his in in that series that are available too on there. So, because uh, I have read them all now officially. I think I'll stick to Fight Club. I, I don't know, man. I mean, there are several books in the Meg series. <laughs> you you don't want to read The Trench or Meg Primal Waters or Meg Hell's Aquarium. I can keep going. If I if I say I'll put them on my list, can we just move on and never? Eric, where can people yeah. find more from you? <laughs> you can find me reading Bill the Make Books, uh, and uh, <laughs> you can find me online at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. Oh man, that that would be the greatest Patreon bonus ever is. <laughs> getting, getting Eric to forcibly read the Meg books to Phil. All right. Chapter one. There was a shot by the I'm assuming it starts. Uh, yeah, you're 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 about right. Anyways, uh, thank you everyone for listening to another creepy Halloween episode of Zingness. Um, Phil will probably be back sometime in the future. He'll definitely be back by next year for our next uh, Treehouse Horror episode. But um, That's right. we'll be back with more creepy stuff later on this month. So keep listening. We have to find a trilogy of movies and then we have to watch the worst one. Oh, yeah. That, Isn't that what? That, that is right. You will be back for the third Jurassic <laughs> Park movie. So then he has to watch all of them. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Have a happy uh, October. You're ready. And we'll see you guys next time on Zygnus. Or you'll you'll hear us next time. <laughs>